Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Midweek War! Or... La Guerra de la Mitad de la Semana! That, too! I am Mad Mike, I am Team Iron Man, Team Underoos, Team Nunchuck Battles. We're talking a whole bunch of stuff, but we got Lucha Underground tonight. And, oh man, what an episode. And talking Lucha Underground with me is the dulcet tones you heard is Antonio Garza. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm I'm so excited about to, to talk about this episode because... There's was so so much that we we've been waiting for, so I'm really excited. Excellent. Um, and with us, as always, one of the stalwarts of the Midweek War, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you? Best show on television. <laughs> Good night, everybody. That's my review. Yeah. <laughs> That's his review. So, uh, Eamon has Lucha at number four this week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, fuck. Let's get right into this. Garza, una palabra. Mariposa. Oh, I like it. I like it. I got I got mariposas in my belly. I and you know what? If it wasn't for another segment, my lower third was just gonna be Mothra. <laughs> because I tweeted that, and Marty said, you were pretty close <laughs> with the name. I think he liked my name better. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Eamon, your una palabra this week. Nunchucks. Damn it! <laughs> you shithead! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Uh, my... <laughs> my, my, one word, my una palabra for this week is space chucks. That works. I'll, I'll offer it. Yeah. I'll, I'll alter it a little bit. Um, fucking A, man. I love how all three of us didn't even have anything to do about the main event. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll get to it. Alright, uh, so Garza, let's start with you. Qual is too bueno this week? Well, there was one particularly uh, good backstage segment, which I think we all want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just going to make it general because all segments, backstage segments were pretty good. Uh, before we go to the to the main one, uh, I want to give props to the one for Ivelisse because Ivelisse was perfect acting. Like, mm-hmm. she was so fucking good. Yeah. Like, what a waste that she left WWE because this girl is gold. Uh, I thought she did, like, pretty good acting. But the one I think we all want to talk about is uh, the Nunchuck Club versus yeah! uh, the Warriors from 1,000 years ago. <laughs> oh my god. F- fucking hell, man. That, that, may, that may be one of my favorite scenes in the history of Lucha Underground. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on record and say that is my favorite scene in all of Lucha Underground. I don't know if it's my favorite, but just the image of Evans and uh, there were like and Dragon also like all three of them just like fucking swinging their chest. <laughs> like, oh man, that was so fucking good. So, there's something, so good. There's something so like kind of campy about it, then, but it was it, the best kind of campy. Like when they were just swinging their nunchucks to themselves, basically. Like, yeah. it, that was it, my favorite part. 
Alright, it was the segment it was the it was the gimmick from Ninja Turtles One, the live action movie. Hmm. That's exactly what it was. A Foot Clan a Foot Clan member shows up and he's like, ho, 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 ho. and Michelangelo just you know, he plays along and then fucking Arrow Star drops in at the end, he's got neon light nunchucks, and it's just like Michelangelo spinning the thing on his finger, like, keep practicing. <laughs> and I love it, it made so much sense and I really like I like that Aerostar came in to kind of have Drago's back because they have a, his, have a history from the previous season when they yeah. had that best of series like mm-hmm. you know it's, it's such such good stuff uh, Jack Evans was amazing in this acting wise as well like I felt like he he is one of my favorite like characters right now in Lucha Underground I love that the segment just started with Jack Evans taking a piss. Yeah. <laughs> just taking a piss, just standing at the urinal, taking a piss. Hey, like, the, the, like, if there's the, one character that can get away with that, besides Joey Ryan, it's Jack Evans. <laughs> and the trend continues for Drago having vignettes or segments in the bathroom. They're yeah, that's true. In the bathroom. Something about, something about Drago in the bathroom. There. <laughs> no, I'm convinced uh, Drago actually lives in a chamber under the bathroom in the temple. <laughs> Very similar to Harry Potter. It's, I was going to say. It's the Chamber of Secrets. And that's where Drago Malfoy lives. Uh, yes, I went all the way. I went all the way around with it. It's the Order of the Phoenix. Get it? Oh, God. No. Ah! Let's stop. Well, I was going to mention along with you, because you mentioned like all the backstage segments and stuff like that. Uh, another good mention goes to that, that promo, like that kind of retrospective on Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I thought that was really good and did a really good job of telling this story. But, uh, no, my I, you know, the thing, the thing about that is, um, I don't, I liked it. It was very well shot. It wasn't as mystical as I expected it to be. Well, yeah, I don't but... think it's mystical anymore. Yeah, I know, but I always kind of assumed it was. But it turns out he's just a dude. Yeah. I, well, I like the build to the, to the title shot next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I feel like Phoenix has been the most, like, sort of come full circle character right now in Mutual Underground. Like, just his progression since the beginning has been amazing, and... Yeah, I, I could, I made me very excited for the title match coming up. Um, but no, my my good for this week is a match that I'm considering my favorite match this season, uh, and I'm actually not even talking about the main event. Oh man, I, I yeah. love it! I love Which, that we've gone into this far and we haven't even talked about the main event yet. I know the main event's great, but uh, my good for this week is uh, Cage versus Taya. <laughs> oh, fuck! That was really good. It was uh, like here's the thing. Like I, when she came into Lucha Underground, I knew of Taya, um, but I never really seen a lot of her wrestling. And and I I, I know she was you know obviously she you know was considered a pretty good wrestler, uh, coming from AAA and all that. But she made a she made me a fan of hers in this match. Like Dude, she I want to see her versus Pentagon. It was unbelievable, and I think we say it all the time, but I think this match is really a showcase of why Lucha Underground is doing something different, doing something that nobody else is doing. 
because nobody right now is doing intergender wrestling on that level. And, you know, props to, to uh, Cage, who even, you know, even though his character would almost kind of allow him to kind of do it, like, he didn't do the whole, like, kind of, like, oh, I don't want to hit this girl kind of stuff. He was just like, you know what, I'll fight her, sure. And I'll, and I'll kick her ass just like I kicked anyone else's ass, you know? And it was amazing. It, it was really spectacular. Both of them looked, you know, got all a lot of great stuff in. Um, the when they were setting up the tables on the outside, Cage was, and I was like, oh, Ty's going to do a thing where she counters and, like, maybe pushes him through the tables or something. And then he just suplexes her through them. And I went, holy crap, this is is amazing. Like, it was spectacular. And I love the stuff with Johnny at the end. Johnny Mundo comes up with such a prick. Like, it's amazing. I, I, I love it. Yeah, the table spot you were talking about, I was uh, live-tweeting, as I always do on uh, Wednesdays, and I believe my uh, comment about that spot was, well, that certainly is one way to take a lovely lady out for a table for two. (laughs) (laughs) And Brian Cage actually liked the tweet. (laughs) Jesus, Jesus, that match, though, that was ridiculous. That was was absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, like like I said, like it's showing that like I love that Lucha Underground's very much like you know what we got we're doing in agenda wrestling and we're you know not gonna worry about you know what others may think and and because a, a lot of people were like you know saying like oh Lucha do, shouldn't do intergender because it's gonna hurt them in the long run for like people wanting to consider them a major deal and it's like I love that they've stuck by it and said you know what no this is what we're gonna do this is what we believe in yeah you know? I mean- and, and it works. Yeah, I mean, it's not like other shows shy away from man-on-woman violence. I mean, Supergirl is a thing, and she gets her ass kicked by men all the time on that show. Granted, it's a little bit different genre, but <laughs> it's not really on a lot of levels. Yeah. Here's the thing that people try, still try to perceive it as a real sport, you know, or real sport, and uh, so... In that case, I mean, I see why they say it, but like, I agree. Like, I mean, it's it's 2016. It's time to like, yeah. and especially in a place like the Lucha Underground's created, where we have a mythical world where there's dragons mm-hmm. and you know men of a thousand deaths and all this stuff. Like, like you can't really look at it completely as a real sport. Like, you know, you can look at it in aspects of it, obviously, but not completely. Like, I feel like the Cage versus Taya was the same as K- what would have been like Cage versus Jack Evans or Cage versus anyone, you know, sort of a smaller size. It was no different. Yeah. Or Taya versus Sexy Star for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Alright, uh... So, me bueno this week. <laughs> now I'm just going to say it. The main event. That was amazing. <laughs> the main event, I mean... I, I could have gone with the reveal of Mothra, but the main event. We, we have to talk about it. Jesus Christ, what a match. What a goddamn match. It, it's like if you took the Dean, Roman, and Brock three-way mm-hmm. and you gave it steroids. <laughs> That's what I was thinking while I was watching the thing. Actually, it's, it's, almost more, it's, actually, it's almost more like the Cena-Rollins-Brock triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. And then just amped it up like to unknown levels because it was ridiculous. Absolutely. Although I don't know if I was crazy about the finish. 
I, I like that uh, Neil Martins is like this level of unstoppable. But at some point, you need to like believe that your baby faces are not that weak. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, Phoenix is stronger than those two. Yeah, like well, if, he, if, if I... he pinned if he pinned one of them, totally cool with pinning them both at the same time. Seems yeah. a bit overkill to me. Seems I, a bit overkill. I I understand. I think it was. It, well, one, I think it was because he was selling the Flatliner as his finish, and the fact that he had both of them with it at the same time makes sense. But also, I think the story did, the match did a good job of telling the story of the real times that Puma and Pentagon had Neil Martez sort of on the ropes and, and down was when they were working together. Mm-hmm. Like, when they were on their own, Muertes was in control of the match. And and Muertes took a lot in this matchup, like, but it was only because he was getting taken to by both Puma and Pentagon at the same time. But the the thing about it is, like, Remember Mil Muertes' first match this season? It was against Ivelisse. Mm-hmm. And Ivelisse took it to Mill as much as both of these guys did, I think. Uh, Ivelisse only had, like, one hope. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, I think she, she definitely held her own, but it was still a case of, you know, once he finished her off, like, the... Like, she got in maybe some spots. Her her stuff was more like evasive at times. Mm-hmm. Like it was more like trying to avoid some of like his bigger moves and stuff like that. Um, like Puma and Pentagon, I think took more to him offensively. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I feel. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. I I just think pinning both like he can hit both of them with a the flatler. I think if one of them kicked out while the other one was pinned. That would have been a cool way to finish it. Also consider that by that point, Pentagon had taken the the six the six thirty. Yeah, yeah. And Puma had taken the Panther Driver and the back the backstab. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I I forgot about that part, but yeah, okay, I, I can see that then. But I don't know. It still kind of bugged me a little bit because. I don't know. I, I, he, seemed I, little, he seemed a little overpowered. I well, I mean, he's the he's the man of a thousand dads. I, I'm aware of that, but like, I don't know. I just I just thought it was a bit much pinning both guys. That's something you'd see Ryback doing a jobber squash. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I think the, the match facilitated enough where it was more than just kind of a jobber squash. Like, I think this is the case of obviously we're going towards Mortis and Phoenix now. Uh, I think Puma and Pentagon's still going to be sort of an underlying story, and the sense of, and I think it's going to play off that sense of both men want the belt, both men think they deserve the belt, but like you said, like the only time they were able to take down Mil Muertes at all was when they were working together, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to kind of be sort of the secondary story here when Muertes and Phoenix are going to do their thing, so to speak. Okay. I mean, yeah. we're all I mean, building. Up, we're building up to Aztec warfare anyway. Yeah, so. like I agree with you, Mike. Uh, like, you shouldn't defeat your baby faces like that because then, if you want to do like a one-on-one, it's gonna hurt that match. But like, like I even said, I, I agree also with him that uh, I think that at this point we can leave Anna and Puma behind a bit and build up to Phoenix and to whoever wins Aztec warfare. Because the way I see it. We don't have a definitive winner is who's better between Puma and Pentagon. 
Puma beat him, but it was because he had gotten his shoulders up at that one point uh, in, in that move. And then the second time they met, No Morph has interrupted it. Okay. All right. I guess that's fair. So they're kind of they're kind of on an even playing field, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um. So Garza, Qualis to Malo this week. Um. My Malo. My Malo. Okay. My Malo is actually going to go to the end of of the Taya and Cage match. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of, of Johnny Mundo actually. Uh, I think it's too soon to be acting like that with Aya. Because, I mean, I see that kind of behavior, and that's the kind of thing that I would expect Aya to come next week and say, hey, what the fuck, Johnny? And then, like, start the dissension. But, I mean, they haven't even been together a whole show, so I I don't know. I, I, it, it felt too soon. I, I think they could we could have done, like, another Tejano Chavo match uh, this week and just saved the whole... Johnny versus Cage and Tanya like for later on. Yeah, I could see that. I, me personally, I loved it. I love that they did it when they did it because I also like that. Like, at least what I assume will hopefully happen is the whole like either Johnny and Taya kind of being like this kind of because them both being very clearly strong individuals. Like the fact that Taya would come out there and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna fight you, Cage," like, and I'm gonna kick your ass. Like she clearly thinks she's amazing. And Johnny's a guy who clearly thinks he's amazing. So yeah. having those two personalities clash, I think, will be interesting. And this may be weird, but I think once Johnny and Kate finishes up, I kind of want to see Johnny and Taya. I, th- I think we will. I think that'll be part yeah. of that warfare. I really hope so, because that could be some money stuff, I feel. All right. Um, Eamon, close to model this week. Uh, guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to pass. <laughs> you know, you gonna pass. There wasn't anything. No, I I literally can't say this was my favorite episode of Lucha Underground this season. Um, there's nothing I can say that would not be the nit- nittest of nitpicking. Um, no, it was amazing. I I'm, <laughs> I, I, I I am laying down the lines and I'm passing this week. Okay. Um, me Malo this week. You guys. I think Famous B got his phone service cut off. Oh, no. I, all I keep getting is his answering machine. <laughs> I've called at least a dozen times. I keep getting the answering machine. No, I, I, I honestly... Honestly, the only thing I... Like, the end of the triple threat, and I don't know about the name Mariposa. Maybe because I've been calling her Mothra every week. But well, yeah, because you, yeah, obviously. I already have it in my head as something different, and I think funnier. But um, Mariposa's Garza, correct me if I'm mistaken on this, is a butterfly, right? Yeah, it's a butterfly. She did not look like a goddamn butterfly. She looked like, she a, looked very, like a nut. She looked like a very. Uh, she looked like a butterfly that's like been through the ringer. She looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> she like like if she came out and she said her name was Venom that I'd be okay with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know Jesus what he's talking about. This is the nerdiest this is the nerdiest section of the midweek war. This you are it. welcome, internet. Um no, I mean, you know, and I want to see her do something. Or that like cuz this is the second weekend in a row we've had distractions. Which not the best. 
not the best, and I get the whole gimmick between it, but I think the fact that the announcers... Like, this is the one time the announcers not knowing what's going on hasn't helped the story. That's true, because they don't know anything about... That's a good point, because they didn't know anything about Martin yeah. saying that he had a sister or any of that. Yeah. Because yeah, that's like, all, that all was done off of, you know... It was all done off screen. Like, yeah. Like, and normally, I love the fact that the announcers know less than we, the watching public, do. But with this story, it doesn't help it. It hurts it, in my opinion. Well, I think, it, I think they could, did a decent enough job of, like, when, at, when she came out and all that stuff, and when Marty got on the microphone, and he kind of mentioned, like, kind of caught them off almost, so to speak, of, like, this is my, saying specifically, this is my sister, and, and... They, and they played off of the little stuff of, like, Sexy Star being, you know, frightened and, and, and taken aback from the whole... Her whole oh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the performers, the in-ring performers, like Marty, uh, Mariposa, Mac, and Sexy Star, all did their roles very admirably. Mm-hmm. But I think because the announcers aren't helping with the backstory, it takes away from it a little bit. Just a little. I mean, I still, I still like it. I'm still excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I just think it. Again, it's a nitpick. Like it's, it's, it's a nitpick. But you know, I, I think it would have been better served, like maybe if, if we had had some kind of in ring segment, uh, with Sexy Star or with Marty talking about how he abducted Sexy Star. Just something. Yeah, I. I guess I think that's just the case of I, I don't know I would find it kind of weird in Lucha, just from the fact of like all this just from the fact of how they kind of have told the narrative almost so to speak to where you don't really have a guy do, cutting an in ring promo saying so this is why I you know this is why I did it kind of thing you know yeah, but, I mean? but but you can have it be super creepy like you can have Marty be like why did you escape a sexy star. Why did you leave us? I love your Marty impression, by the way. Thank you. Um, and, I, and then Stryker and Van, Vampiro, like, they don't have to know the story. They're like, why did you leave us? What the hell happened between Sexy Star and Marty? Like, that's all I need. That's all I would need. Like, they wouldn't have to know the full story. But just to know that something happened in the interim, because it's very clear they don't reference anything. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even reference when... Um, because it was in the Gift of the Gods match where Marty took Sexy Star, right? Did like that was in ring. That was in ring from what I, I know. Remember. He made an appearance, but I don't know that it was like we. I don't know if we saw him actually taking her. I'm pretty sure we saw him taking her, and the fact that they didn't even reference that bothered me a little bit. I I don't know. I I'd have to watch it again, but I assume okay. that it was like it was after the her. Kidnapping, I guess, so this week, will happen after the match. Oh yeah, well, the lockup and everything happened like in the in the post-show sizzle reel. But I'm pretty sure we saw her taking him away, or at least like standing over her, like flapping the wings and everything. Yeah, something along those lines. But um, I I really do love the the idea and the story of um, you know, Sexy Star was this such a powerful independent kind of character who didn't take crap from anyone, you know, for the whole first season of the show, now sort of being intimidated and being... And I love... Because I love the the promo that opened this show with Mac coming up to Sexy Star and being like, you're not your normal self. 
Like, this isn't the sexy star we know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was really cool. And, and I, I, I like where the story's going, personally. Yeah. And, and now the whole thing of the Seven Tribes makes sense because Mariposa is the one that's going to mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Not, not Marty, it's Mariposa. Mm-hmm. See, her name should be Marty Posa. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, no. I, I don't know. I, I think they could have her name. Anyway, uh, Garza, close to Cambio this week. Do you have a Cambio? Uh, let me think of something. Uh, it's hard to say. I guess it's Paris. Uh, come back to me. Let me kind of think of something. Cause... Okay, Eamon, how about you? Um. <laughs> I don't want to say pass again, but uh, 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 more famous B ads. For famous, here's, a, here's my change. Put famous B ads in between actual other uh, commercial breaks on El Rey. No, Amen, <laughs> Amen. I got, I got a way to fix that for you. Put a famous B print ad on one of the walls of the temple. That's a good idea too. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because um, I don't want to, I don't want to be Brenda. Don't be Brenda. No, don't be Brenda. Uh, wham, bam, Alakazam! My favorite thing. <laughs> That's the new catchphrase. It's the hot new jam. Um, <laughs> My favorite part is the ending, by the way, where like it stays on Brenda's face for too long. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> and then it cuts! It's so good! It's like, she knows the segment's over, but she still sees the light on. It's like... It's like when we're trying to end the Google Hangouts. And then it does that... It's like when we try to end the Google Hangout, and Google's being slower, and just like... It's perfect. <laughs> um, me cambio this week. I think Phoenix announcing that he was challenging Mill. I. I think I would have had him do it a little bit differently. Okay. I don't know what I would have had him do differently. Speaking but, English. Like, no. 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 <laughs> I, I don't care about that. I don't care about that. That's fine. Well, half of that promo is in yeah, half of the 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 progressing storyline part was in English, so I'm fine with that. But I I think he should have sat on Mill's throne. How about that? Like after the match, he should have shown like like you should have just seen the smoke come up behind Mill's throne, and Phoenix is just sitting there holding the belt. Like yeah, that would have been a cool visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. Yeah. Because Mill hasn't sat in that throne for a couple weeks now, so and plus it would allude back to Cowboy Cuerno sitting in his chair with the with the belt over his shoulder. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, that would be definitely really cool. Uh, I personally just re- I love the Phoenix promo and just the crowd's reaction to it. Like like this feels like I I can't think of what I can compare it to, but this is the ultimate Lucha Underground feud. Like, this is... Mil Muertes versus Phoenix is the defining feud mm-hmm. of Lucha. Alright, uh, Garza, did you end up thinking of anything, or no? Uh, not really. I'm just gonna say, I guess, uh, I would probably made some changes on my boss's attire. I didn't like her wings. Okay. So I, they, they posted... They, they released a picture on their... Uh, so no, yeah. just the, the really her, her gear and mask looks great. Like I think it's yeah. really cool. Um. Yeah. Oh, one thing we didn't mention: um, the Lucha Underground comic. You guys, mm-hmm. have oh, you have either of you read it? 
I'm gonna change the yeah. I, I didn't like it. it I you think didn't I got like spoiled. It? No, I think I got spoiled. Oh, see, I, I liked it. I like. No, I, mean, I like it, but it spoils me. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. That's fine. I did. If you don't want to get spoiled on what potentially Matanza Cueto could look like, do not read the Lucha Underground comic. However, if you're like me and have been desperately wanting to see what that motherfucker looks like for yeah a year and a half now, go read the fucking comic right now. It's on the it's on the Wrestling Mayhem Show Facebook group. Find it, read it, love it, enjoy it. But then again, then again, Garza, we don't know how the how comic book Matanza will translate into sort of. Um, Eamon, judging by the other comics, I think it'll be pretty fucking accurate. But <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm... I'm yeah, gonna... like, they pretty much do line for line, beat for beat, what's going on. Although, the the story of Cueto in that is awesome. Mm. Garza, you gotta admit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it was pretty much like a graphic version of what he told uh, Lotus. Yeah. And it was done very Kill Bill style. I really enjoyed it. All right. Uh, so, was there anything we missed this week? Uh, I think we covered everything from this week. Can I say that next week's gonna be fucking amazing? Yeah, next week's gonna be crazy. Because we've got mo- not only do we have Millwork as in Phoenix, we have two title shots, and we have the un- the dysfunctrios against uh, the, the, the Reign of Darkness could end next week. Yeah, yeah. Or we could see them uh, hitting the open road. So. All right, well, well let, let's do let's do some predictions. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to fucking do it, and then we'll do rankings. But we're going to do... Pre- all right, hold on. Let's just... We're all Lucha number one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, fine. Skipping rankings. Eamon, <laughs> I'm starting with you because you seem the most perturbed about this. Trio's title. Oh, I don't know. Like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Disciples retained. Because I feel like Lucha Underground obviously is a vehicle to where they could have uh, the Dysfunctrios leave town or whatever, and it still work. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you have these situations. Of like, they could leave town and find Dario. That's a... You? But... <laughs> <laughs> well, they could oh. just come back like Drago did. They could leave town and find Dario. Yeah. I mean, that would be... Amazing. Because in, in like regular wrestling shows, you get like, oh, John Cena's fired, and then he comes back in the next week or whatever. But like, Lucha has created an environment where it could happen, and it could be explained, and everything could work. Um, personally, I'm going to go with... You know, I'll go with the Disciples. I'll go with the Disciples. Okay. All right, Garza. Trio style match. Uh, I'm going to go with Tono Havoc, Elisa, and Mahelko. Just... Because if those guys win, it creates some tension on whether Real Mortis can also retain. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Team Deathstrong Trios only because this will be the first time that they've really had a three-on-three match. Because when they lost the belts, Ivalice had a broken wing. That's true. Broken, broken leg. So I think, I think the rejuvenation, like, generally... Lucha tries to stride away from, like, the the prediction of what you think is going to happen based on what normally happens in wrestling. But this time, I think it's okay to steer into the skid and do what we expect. 
<laughs> sometimes the, sometimes the what's expected is what's the right thing to do, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Uh, so Garza, Phoenix, Mortis. What do you got? Uh, fuck. If Aztec Warper wasn't so close by, like, it would be in the C, no Mortis. But. I'm gonna say no Mortis, fuck it. I mean, he's so. Phoenix is already gonna lose the title, so. That's gonna open that chase, you know, either way. Alright, Eamon? I, I. It's not a scientific thing why I say this, but it's just what I really want. I hope Phoenix takes it. Um, I, Phoenix has been one of my favorite characters in Lucha Underground. Um, he's worked hard. He's gotten over it. I think he really deserves it. And if anybody can f- defeat Mil Muertes as history shows, it's Phoenix. So. Okay. Alright, um, I'm also going Phoenix simply for the fact that I want to see Mill in Aztec Warfare. Mm. <laughs> I want to see that overpowered motherfucker interact with everybody on the roster. <laughs> that That's what I want to see. Because if, if Phoenix loses and he's in Aztec Warfare, fantastic. That's fine. That'll be a great match. But if Mill's in Aztec Warfare, that just became a barn burner. Here's another question. Um, if Samuel loses the championship, does Katrina is are we to believe that when that happens, Katrina loses power in the temple? Because I, can- see, I think based on the end of the comic, mm-hmm. I think something's happening next week with Daria. Because we, you know, it's not like she took actual ownership away from Dario, so to speak. Dario fled. Mm-hmm. And because Mill's cha- because all of her disciples and Mill are champion, she runs the, runs now a, a a temple that's basically been vacated. Yeah. So, Actually, you know what? I'm just remembering the end of the comic again. I'm changing my prediction. I'm saying Mill. <laughs> I'm saying Mill. Hmm. Because uh, like the whole comic revolves around Dario having to retrain his brother. And. Apparently, at the end of the comic, Matanza's ready, and Dario says, let's go back to the temple. So you think we're getting an ultimate I, battle? I, yeah, I think we're getting... I, I think we're getting super boss fight. I, I think we're getting Super Saiyan Goku and Super Saiyan Vegeta. I think we're getting Batman v Superman. I think we're getting Cap Capra- You know, two big motherfuckers going after each other. That's what I think we're getting. Okay. Alrighty, um, so, Garza, where can the people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me at DW Revolution for Twitter, and you can go to TheWrestlingRevolution.com. Excellent. How about you, Eamon? Find me on Twitter at eamon 2 please, and also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling on Twitter, the company I'm involved with, uh, at Inspire Pro Res. Alright, and you can find me at MadMike4883. Don't be confused by the fact that it says under Ruse. Um... Yeah, we, we go to the WrestlingMayhemShow.com page. Round about Tuesday night, every at every Tuesday at 9 o'clock, we do the Wrestling Mayhem Show proper. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to be talking about Roadblock. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania. We're going to be booking Mayhem Mania this week. This week is the Patreon round. If you've ever wanted to tell us we suck at booking WrestleMania and 
one would not be able to argue with you at this point. Donate to the cause. Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can be a part of the show. You can contribute. I just recently became a Patreon subscriber so I could participate this week. And I am going to undo everything Antonio Garza did. And you are staying a Patreon afterwards, right? I will, as long as my money flow remains intact. It's all dependent on cash flow. But seriously, you only have to donate a dollar. You can donate $5, $10, whatever. There's different levels and stuff, but only a dollar. That's it. That's all. Uh, Sorg doesn't ask much. In fact, he doesn't ask at all. We usually do the asking for him. But uh, So, for Antonio Garza, for Amon Payton, I've been Mad Mike, and this has been your mid-week war.